You may know Jackson Pollock, the painter famous for his iconic drip paintings. But what do you know about his wife, artist Lee Krasner? On Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock, the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting, just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Always follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on v So what are you looking for from your sportsbook? Great odds, fast and easy live betting. Sounds like you don't want to just bet. You want to live your bet life. When you bet with PointsBet, you get great odds and great payouts on a fast and reliable sportsbook. Download the app now and sign up with our code VSIN2K to get two risk-free bets up to 2000 bucks. Plus, as the official sportsbook partner of NBC Sports, PointsBets is giving you a free $10 live bet to use during Sunday Night Football every week for the rest of the regular season. Terms and conditions do apply. Void where prohibited. Must be 21 or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral service. Welcome into Hour, the two, hour 2 here on Follow the Money on a Friday. Stormy Bonantoni and Tim Murray filling in for Mitch and Polly. And let's get into a little college football talk with Brad Powers, college football handicapper. Follow him at Brad Powers 7 Happy holidays. Unfortunately, though, Brad, we don't have a bowl game tonight anymore. Oh. I know. Whatever are we going to do with ourselves on a Christmas Eve with no Hawaii Bowl? I don't know how to how to handle life the right tradition, now. Tradition unlike any other, man. It. I, I, it is the only sporting event out there, Brad. Uh, and, 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 you know, you personally, I know had Memphis early, 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 which, uh, you know, that, uh, that's got to sting a little bit because this, this Hawaii team, it, I, I hate the way that it unfolded and, um, it just, it, it really stinks for Memphis because if this had happened a couple days ago, we probably could have figured out a way to get Memphis to Jacksonville mm-hmm. instead of having to see the, uh, the fine state university of New Jersey, uh, going down there. 
Well, for starters, I could think of worse places to be than That's Honolulu, true. Hawaii. That's a good point. Uh, <laughs> I'll be else. stranded in Hawaii any day in December. <laughs> yeah, uh, but with that being said, you know, obviously there's, you know, internal issues going on in Hawaii. I mean, that was the, the major reason why I made that bet a couple of weeks ago when that article came out. And, you know, and if you didn't believe the article, well, just, you know, look at the transfer portal when you're starting quarterback and starting running back hit the transfer portal. Uh, yeah, I, to do it less than 24 hours before the, the game kicks off is disappointing to say the least. But uh, we move ahead to further action. And the good thing about bowl season, there's always plenty more uh, to bet on. No doubt. I am just curious, though, how you're handling the college football landscape right now. We've seen all the COVID issues um, that have creeped up. You mentioned the Gator Bowl, Tim, um, and of course there with Hawaii. So as a handicapper, when you're analyzing these games, how tough is it to get in on some of the action? Well, I mean, you got to stay in front of computer screens for a a long period of time and you try to get the news before the sports books. Uh, That's one thing. I mean, there's also some guesswork to to go along with this, but I'm not going to say that it's rocket science. Uh, I mean, if a team has an interim coach, if a team had high preseason expectations and failed to meet them, then, you know, my hypothesis, educated guess would be that you know, this team would be more likely to have opt-outs, transfers, or whatnot moving forward. So, I mean, I know there's a lot of uncertainty in the marketplace, but it doesn't scare me uh, to, to go ahead and fire away at a bunch of these. And, you know, some of them I have some significant value. I mean, you look at like a Western Michigan-Nevada yeah. game, I mean, I got 13 half, 14 points of closing line value. I mean, that's almost unheard of throughout the college football regular season. Well, and I want to get to that game. So that game's on Monday afternoon uh, in Detroit. Uh, it is the, you know, I was about to call it the Motor City Bowl, the Quick Lane Bowl. <laughs> uh, so we've got Nevada taking on Western Michigan. And, you know, to your point, you caught, you you grabbed Western Michigan, you know, plus six, six and a half. That was the opener. And now you're looking at six and a half, seven going the other way. So right now, has this gone too far? Because we look at everything that's unfolded with Nevada. Carson Strong is gone. Cole Turner is gone. Their head coach is gone. A handful of other pieces have hit the transfer portal. They're traveling to Detroit. You know, we love to find people of of the Motor City, but let's be honest, it's not the most desirable location. And Western Michigan, this is kind of a home game there uh, for the Broncos coming from Kalamazoo. So at this point, six and a half or seven, Brad, has it gone too far? Are you going to be looking to, uh, to try to middle this one? I am not because I mean, if if you're thinking, you know, about what the narrative will be post game, and, and you know, I could easily see a, nar- a narrative, hey, Nevada, you know, didn't care about the bowl game, didn't show up. Are we going to be talking about Nevada losing a game by one possession or less? No, I, I don't think that'll be the case. I mean, if, if Nevada doesn't want to be there, and everything that we've seen says they probably don't, with I mean, we're talking about a wide receiver core. That's decimated. The leading tackler out. Obviously, Carson Strong is the guy that moved the line about a touchdown himself. You got half a coaching staff there. I'm not sure that the line moves enough. I'm not sure that anybody can properly price something like that in the market. So even though the line's moved almost two touchdowns, I would still lean with Western Michigan in this game. I'm still a little bit confused just in general why Norvell decided to go to Colorado State of all places. But money, money, Do you, money. Jay? Do you? Um, what about the game coming up tomorrow, though? Georgia State, Ball State. Did you get in on any action for that game? Yeah, I like Georgia State for a couple reasons. Number one, Georgia State's one of the best rushing teams in the country, and Ball State's not really good at defending it. And if you look in the past, like, 10 years, if you're just blindly betting the top 10 rushing teams in the country in bowl games, you're hitting, like, 64%. I mean, there's not a... 
uh, when you're a good rushing team, I mean, it comes down to fundamentals. And sometimes this time of year, and we've seen it in a lot of these early bowl games, tackling fundamentals kind of go out the window. So I like Georgia State on top of it. I mean, anytime you're fading the MAC as a conference in bowl season, I think uh, that that is at least positive EV over the last five, 10 years. And that's speaking from a guy that went to a MAC school. <laughs> Yeah, unfortunately, uh, the mighty mean green uh, didn't get there yesterday. But uh, when you don't have your leading rusher, it's it's not ideal. As we chat with Brad Powers, uh, Monday is a a decent slate. Uh, you know, especially with a, a Monday night football game on taps. We have two games on Monday. We mentioned Western Michigan and Nevada. And then after that, uh, going back to uh, my old stomping grounds in Annapolis, uh, East Carolina taking on Boston College. And, you know, East Carolina, uh, we saw the videos when they got bowl eligible, when they beat Memphis, Brad. So they're going to be fired up to be in this bowl game. But I think Boston College is pretty excited, too. We've got the news that, you know, Phil Jerkovic, I think a month of, uh, of, of getting healthy, uh, might have rushed himself to try to get back in. We know he's coming back next year. They get the news this week that Zay Flowers is also coming back. So I, I feel like initially I was trending towards the dog, grabbing the points with ECU here. Uh, but Boston College, I, I think I think they want to be in this bowl game. So I would say motivation there, in my opinion, isn't really an edge. How do you handicap the military bowl? Yeah, I agree with you on that front. But, the, you know, that. I agree with the three-point spread. So I, what I did was I bet the over in this one because I think Boston College is excited to be there because there's excitement with, you know, their top quarterback and, and wide receiver coming back for next season. And keep in mind, I mean, their season full-long stats are skewed because Jerkovic didn't play for half the season. When he did come back, he didn't look 100% right. healthy. So I, that is why I found some value in betting the over. But I got to say, it's starting to get away from, from me a little bit now. It's moved three and a half points. You know, you talked about finding the the best on early numbers at times. Uh, outside of some of those New Year's Six games, some of these other games we're talking about, was there one that when you saw the line stood out and you knew you had to jump on it and take advantage of an opportunity with a good number? Western Michigan. Oh, that one? That's the one? For Colorado State, yeah. I mean, well, and, and another point, I mean, moving forward, I mean, keep anybody can keep this in their back pocket. I mean, now, anybody that has any first-round draft aspirations, whether there be a group of five or power five quarterback, I think you just auto-play them, uh, auto-play against them when that bowl lines comes out, especially a game that means absolutely nothing. We've seen it with Kenny Pickett. That would be another one, uh, you know, at Pitt opting out. So I would say moving forward, any team with some first, second-round draft uh, prospects, I just go, as soon as those bowl lines come out, I, I would be firing against those teams moving forward. Brad, we got some news uh, regarding, you know, COVID-19 and Texas A&M earlier this week. Obviously, they won't be playing in the Gator Bowl. And now you get Rutgers, uh, who who, uh, fortunately, I guess for them, they they have a weird, you know, uh, semester's clock. So they were still uh, on campus. uh, So Rutgers eligible to play. They go down. They'll play in the Gator Bowl, which coincidentally is the most prolific bowl game that their French school has ever played in. Uh, How how do you look at this game? Because I'm going back and forth. This number's not going to stop. You look at 13 and a half, 14. I think it keeps going. Uh, I'm just curious about Wake Forest, right? Um, you know, I think they were fired up to play a, an SEC team, maybe the best school, you know, one of the best years in, in school history. And now you have to play a five and seven Rutgers team. Uh, I'm curious about, you know, what their mindset is going to be going to the Gator Bowl. And if this thing is north of two touchdowns, Brad, how do you look at the Gator Bowl between Rutgers and Wake Forest? 
Oh my goodness. I mean, number one, let me give some kudos to the you know, odds makers that, that post the line. Cause and somebody asked me the other day, what would the line be? And I thought, man, eh, about 13. So uh, the fact <laughs> that it's sitting right there, I didn't bet it. I wanted to bet it. I was hoping I was going to get Wake Forest around 10, but that, that isn't the case. I, I would lean Wake Forest just for the fact, I mean, I, I got a question how much Rutgers was doing the last few weeks. Yeah. So, I mean, I think they're at home eating cheeseburgers and not hitting the weight room or anything as far as remotely prepping for a bowl game, obviously. Uh, but then again, I'm not, you know, anxious to bet a lot of huge favorites in bowl action. And, and you're right. I do question Wake Forest motivation. I love Wake Forest uh, after everything was starting to trickle oh. out of A&M, you know, running backs out, you know, the tight ends out. They're going to be playing a walk-on quarterback. I mean, uh, you <laughs> another game that, you know, unfortunate that uh, I can't have a ticket on that one right now. But I, I would lean Wake Forest even though it's a big number. Brad, we're running out of time here, just about 20 or 30 seconds, but you're sitting with two Notre Dame football fans, and I got to know how you like their chances with Marcus Freeman against Oklahoma State. Well, I bet him. as one of my biggest bull bets, at least when those lines came out at two. Uh, sharper money's coming on Oklahoma State, and I kind of, maybe it's me as a Notre Dame fan, and the last, watching the last 25 years of big bowl games with them, but now I'm starting to get a little negative and pessimistic. I'll be there in person. I'll try to cheer this uh, team to a bit major bowl win for the first time. I'll be there too, Brad. Oh, yeah, Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> get a, we'll get uh, a pregame so drink. I'll be a, yeah, I'll be a fan. I, I got a lot on them. Awesome. Thanks so much for the time. We appreciate you, and have a great holiday. Merry Christmas to you guys. Take care. That's Brad Powers, college football handicapper. Great stuff from him, and we're all on the Irish. Hope you yeah. have a good trip. That'll be fun. Yeah, it's going to square 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 could be. I'm getting nervous. Keep it locked right here on VEASAN. We'll be right back. <laughs> on a summer night in Paris, American artist Lee Krasner is drifting off to sleep when the phone rings. On the line, news that her husband, Jackson, is dead. Jackson, as in the painter Jackson Pollock. He might, to this day, be the most mythologized figure in American art. But how much of the story that we've been told about him is just that, a myth? On Death of an Artist, season two, Krasner and Pollock, the story about how the art world changed forever and the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting. Just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. 
you'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Sports Betting Network. DraftKings Casino brings you a new era of your favorite games, including blackjack, roulette, slots, plus live dealer table games. And just this week, the DraftKings Casino has paid out some huge wins. A player bet $4 and won $6,000 on Quick Hit Super Wheel Wild Red. Another bet $10 to win $25,000 on $100 or grand. And a different big winner bet 10 bucks and won 10,000 on Cash Machine. Download the DraftKings Casino app today. New customers can claim a deposit bonus up to $2,000. Plus, DraftKings is starting you off with up to $50 in free credits just for signing up. That's all you have to do is just put your name in there. So download the DraftKings Casino app. Use that code VSIN. Claim this offer. Must be 21 or older for entertainment purposes only. No results guaranteed. See casino.draftkings.com for full details. Back here on Follow the Money, live from Las Vegas at Circus Sportsbook, alongside normal host of the Nightcap, Tim Murray. I'm Stormy Bonantoni. You can catch me weekdays on My Guys in the Desert. Um, just holding it down, keeping the seat warm for Mitch and Polly. They'll or, be back. Yes. They'll be back on Monday. Don't worry. Don't worry. We'll get out of here. But I hope you had some fun with us in the meantime <laughs> this week. Um, so they're celebrating their holiday. Yeah. We thought it would be a good idea to talk a little bit about some holiday things we really enjoy by ranking our top 10 Christmas movies. Which we have not seen each other's lists. No. So this is a full-on uh, blind going into. I'm very I'm, curious to see Stormy's list. I'm curious what you've got going on, too. So um, this one, <laughs> clearly mine, right off the bat. Um, it's a Wonderful Life does it for me like crazy. Classic. Far and away. Classic. My favorite Christmas movie. You would think a 29-year-old, what what are you doing? Black and white film is your favorite movie of all time. I watch it every thanks uh, every Christmas Eve with my family, and I cry every Christmas Eve with my family. It's just such a good message, so sweet. Every time a bell rings, an angel gets its wings. 
Oh, I just love it so much. Christmas vacation. I mean, how could you not love the Griswolds? Um, the Grinch, Jim Carrey is epic. Oh, so that's the Jim Carrey version? Yes. Oh, that's not the worst. Even, that's the see, worst of the three. The, that's no, terrible. The Dr. The Seuss one is excellent. I haven't seen the newest the one. New one so. is, the new one is far no, better. And how dare you say that Jim Carrey is the Jim Carrey oh rocking gosh. around, man. No. Are you kidding? Get that. That movie Fire that gives movie me to life. the moon, man. That movie is creepy. You're I don't want creepy. No. <laughs> You're creepy. Good comeback. Keep Jim Carrey out of this. Number uh, three. Home Alone. How could you Underrated. not love it? So such a good one, especially because like all those scenes. I don't know if you know this, where um, they're the the burglars are falling down and slipping and sliding and all this stuff. There were some real injuries, like a lot of those guys. Oh, yeah. Like, awesome. I'm obsessed with Home Alone. So good. Elf, Will Ferrell. Um, he, I relate to on a personal level in that movie. Because Buddy the Elf or Will Ferrell? Buddy the Elf. Okay. Because Explain. Um, my favorite food because groups you... as well, candy, candy corns, candy cane, syrup. Like, I am sweet tooth to the max. I eat candy more than syrup actual food. Syrup and coffee? Why didn't I think of that? I it's the way to go. I'm, I'm, I'm not so sure that I've made the spaghetti level, um, but the one-liners in that movie, the message oh, it's in incredible. the movie, it's just incredible. It's one of my favorites. It'll be on my list, uh, and we'll, uh, yeah, it's 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 classic. I think the Santa Claus is one people kind of forget about. That's a sneaky uh, on my list too. One. Yes. On my list. There too. we go. Um, jingle all you the way. You didn't put Santa Claus three with Martin Short. <laughs> no, that didn't Sorry, make your that list. That one didn't cut no? cut it oh, for okay. me. Uh, jingle all the way. It's Turbo Time. <laughs> Love it. That's one of those movies that even when it's not Christmas time, if you're ever just like flipping through the channels on your TV and I see it on, like it's a, I just have to put well, it I on. Just, I mean, secretly, you're just a big Sinbad fan. Maybe. Anytime, anytime you get Sinbad you in a movie, you're, you're you're throwing it on there. You cat me. I put Christmas Story on the list because I feel eh. like it's like obligatory, but I'm not a big Christmas then Story fan. Don't put fan. it on your list, Stormy. It's low on the it's list. It's not on my list. I'm forced, Overrated. I'm forced to watch it every year. Um, Why? Because it's on for 24 straight hours? <laughs> no, I actually, no. But because my, my family likes it, my brother likes it, I do not like it. Did um, you know that uh, the main character... Uh, Ralph, who will sh you know, shoot your eye out, he's an elf. You know that? He's in the North oh, Pole. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yep, you're right. You're right. <laughs> what he's a, one of the elves. Bring it all together. Yeah. Um, I actually had a friend in high school that looked exactly like that kid, and he dressed up for him as Halloween, like just like a grown-up version yeah. of him. It was awesome in the pink bunny suit. Oh, man. Way to go. Way to go. Um, just Friends. Have you seen this movie? I have. Not in a while. But, oh, uh... Ryan Reynolds. I, uh, one of my favorite movies, period. Really? Yes. I so, love this movie. I, you know, then then bump it up, man. You know, believe in because, your list. So, you're putting Christmas Story on there. You don't believe in it. It's okay, like, you know. Listen, you're being judgy again. in your list. You're being leave judgy off Christmas story. again. So Just Friends, it's a Christmas movie, but it's not. It's like. A rom-com, it's like Die Hard is a Christmas movie, but it's not, right? You always have that debate. That's how I feel about Just Friends. Like, it takes place around Christmas, but it's not a Christmas movie. You know what I mean? So, ah, it was just Believe tough. That's why I had to put it low. And then my last one on here is Klaus. Um, and I just watched it again last night. I love it. It's that cartoon movie on Netflix, and it's so dang good. Yeah, I think they won, a, they won an Oscar oh. or a Golden Globe or something like that. The message is good. It's another one that just gives me a little tear in my eye at the end of it. I just you. love it so Klaus. much. Let's see what you got. Good movie. All right. Uh, number one uh, is 
a Christmas classic uh, of all time. And uh, let's shut the front there door. No, you all timer. I mean, look. He put Die Hard my number man, one. My man, Gross. John McClane, you know, travels to Los Angeles just looking to have a little party, <laughs> a little good time, and terrorists are taking over Nakatomi Tower, one of the greatest movies of all time, and absolutely, as Stormy said about Klaus and about Elf, wonderful message, wonderful <laughs> message in Die Hard that terrorists aren't going to ruin your Christmas. I mean, dudes rolling around without shoes. Die Hard, number one best Christmas movie. It's not a Christmas movie, and I am one of those people that is adamant about this. It is another movie that takes place around Christmas. This is my list. It is not a Christmas movie. My list. <gasps> I, I will make what a Christmas movie is. Uh, now I've got a machine gun. Ho, ho, ho. I mean, come on. I mean, it is... It takes place on Christmas Eve. The biggest pet Let's peeve I have. Move on. <laughs> biggest pet peeve I have about Die Hard. When the terrorists, you know, take over and the guy sits up, up at the front desk. He says he, that he's watching the Notre Dame USC game. It's never happened on so Christmas Eve. What are we doing? Come on. Come on. Details, people. Details. They Details. Matter. Details matter. Never happens. Home Alone uh, is an all-time favorite of That's mine. Great. Uh, the first time I watched this with my family, we thought my dad might die because of a heart attack. He was laughing so hard. <laughs> I still laugh. Uh, just, you know, here's the thing about Home Alone. And, and as a homeowner, many homeowners out there uh, would probably appreciate this. I'm more impressed that Kevin McAllister, not the mess that he created, but that house is spotless, man. When his mom shows up at like 7 o'clock in the morning after uh, riding in a U-Haul truck with the Kenosha Kickers, uh, the fact that he shows up, she shows up, and there's nothing left in that house. It is spotless, man. He probably, it probably took like hours. There's no way he got any sleep uh, after, you know, uh, two guys tried to kill him and, uh, and steal his house. But uh, love Home Alone, one of my all-time favorites. Clark Griswold, uh, the best uh, Christmas vacation there at three. Elf at four. Uh, as we see some original, as we see some uh, familiarity here, the Santa Claus. I'm a big fan of the Santa Claus. I think it's a quality movie. I had never seen it until I met my wife. That is her favorite really? Christmas movie of all time. So Santa Claus yeah, is Tim there. Tim Allen, you do you. I love it. Uh, it's the, a great one. The OG Grinch, not this crazy Jim Carrey version. Jim Carrey's the man. I love Jim Carrey. Do you know Carrey. how much he had to go through to put on that costume every yeah, single day, to too? Yeah, freak children out. My, my son's asked me if he could watch the new Grinch. I said, nope. Oh, my gosh. You, you know, get nightmares what, from that thing. I This is another thing that happens to me from that movie. I just get stuck in my head all the time is the little, where are you, Christmas? <laughs> from the little girl. It's so good. Come on. Don't be a hater. Uh, Love Actually is on my list. I think this is actually a really funny movie. It's, you know, weaves all together. You're a little romantic. Uh, a little rom-com there. Um, you know, Hugh Grant, Liam Neeson, Kira Knightley, the uh, the whole bit there. You have the Hawaii Bowl. Home Alone 2 uh, makes it on there. Uh, quality, not as nearly as good as, uh, as Home Alone 1. Very own cheese pizza all to myself. And then, uh, yes, the Hawaii Bowl. You know, let's pour one out for the Hawaii Bowl because... Christmas Eve just won't be the same oh, without the Hawaii Bowl. Uh, one of my all-time favorites, I remember the last Hawaii Bowl. Back on the East Coast, everyone goes to sleep. I'm sweating out BYU. Ultimately didn't get there, but 
The Hawaii Bowl is an all-time Christmas Eve tradition. And then number 10, just turn on the Hallmark Channel, man. Anything, anything out there. Probably will have DJ Tanner on there. Uh, Candace Cameron Bure is on about 93% of the Hallmark movies. But if you go to a Hallmark movie, they all have the same plot. But it's okay. But they're all still pretty good. I yeah. kind of like them. I mean, hardworking, uh, uh, fiance, can't come to Christmas. You go back to your hometown. You fall in love with the, your old beau. It's all the same thing. But they're all just you have to suck you in. You have to save the ranch, whatever it is, work together. My favorite Die quote hard. of all of those, Number though. One. Guys, I'm eating junk and watching rubbish. Somebody better come out and stop me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, plenty more uh, fun lists to come later on in the show. Keep it locked right here on Follow the Money. We'll talk about more games, though, on the other side. The Sports Betting Network. Back here on Follow the Money, save 50% off on a VEASAN all-access subscription for the rest of the football season with our big game special. Get access to our in-depth matchup analysis, trends, and picks for every game and sport on the schedule, including our exclusive betting splits showing you where the money is going on every game. Sign up today. You'll also get our daily best bets email, weekly betting guides, 24-7 video, plus our all-new College Bowl betting guide covering all the bowl games. Just $39 at vcin.com slash subscribe. Make sure you check it out. Stormy Tony and Tim Murray with you. Time to welcome in Gary Grambling of uh, Sports Illustrated, the MMQB senior editor. And I need you to settle one quick holiday movie debate with me. And Don't Tim lead the here. witness. Don't lead the witness. I'm just saying <laughs> I need to know, is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Uh, I say no. Thank you. My list. It's my Sorry. list, Stormy. It's my Sorry, list. Tim. It's my list, Stormy, Sorry, and I will. <laughs> it is an all-time great movie, and uh, if I want to, you know, sit back on Christmas Eve and watch Bruce Willis kill terrorists, I'm gonna watch <laughs> Bruce Willis kill some terrorists with a Christmas theme. Okay. Uh, you do you, I suppose. Go um, go watch Creepy Grinch, and I'll watch <laughs> John McClane, okay? Well, listen, what we will do on Christmas Day, as you know, we're going to get into a lot of football. So let's start there. Um, talk about this Packers-Browns game. Browns, uh, Gary, coming off of a, a tough loss to the Raiders with all of their COVID-19 issues, facing a Packers team that, while they have struggled in certain areas, we've seen them struggle on special teams, offensive line, defense, Aaron Rodgers, carrying that group and they are in stride 11 and three on the year. How do you like this matchup? I know. Look, Packers are absolutely hitting their stride offensively here. Uh, and, you know, if you look back at last week and this is going to give Packers fans all sorts of nightmares based on the last uh, two seasons and their postseason exit, uh, you know, the defense was a little bit shaky. And I, I think it's the first time that this year where you kind of said, boy, this is really a matchup. They should have, you know, kind of dominated against Tyler Huntley. You know, the Ravens didn't throw anything uh, mind-blowing at them. He was basically throwing to two receivers, and it was a matter of just sort of keeping him contained in the pocket, and the Packers didn't do that. That said, in this matchup, I don't know. I, I just don't know how the Browns are going to do it offensively. It, it, you know, even if Baker is back, uh, it just seems like play-to-play, play, it's just such a struggle for them to put together – uh, any semblance of consistency on that side of the ball. So, you know, it, look, it's a team where they're back against the wall. Do, you know, does that play into it? Do you end up getting a Miles Garrett superhero to have a game here? Uh, maybe, but it, it just, 
it, it's like it, it's just such a bad matchup for the Browns at just the worst possible time. Mm-hmm. And Gary, match, uh, you know, big picture wise with this Packers team, I'm curious to get your thoughts because, you know, we've been hearing all year about David Bakhtiari coming back. He's still in that window. Jair Alexander, uh, Zadarius Smith, all three have already been ruled out for Saturday. And this is an 11 and three football team. They went out, they've got the number one seed. Uh, you know, looking at Bakhtiari, because the other two, they could kind of just plug and play when they return. Bakhtiari being out all year, we know that offensive line cohesion is the biggest thing when it comes to uh, the success of an offensive line. How big will it be to get all three back? Because I-, I am curious about Bakhtiari. He's a- he's an all pro. That said, he hasn't played all year. Uh, so if the Packers get all three of these back and they're humming, uh, do you think that's going to be a massive bump for them uh, to potentially win the NFC and maybe even the Super Bowl? Yeah, it, you know, Bakhtiari is going to be interesting. Yeah, reactionary position, uh, you know, if you're knocking rust off uh, in January, that's not always the best place to be in. Right. Uh, that said, you know, they, they are, they're just in a good place offensively. You know, they sort of, uh, uh, they figured out where they needed to go as far as that coaching staff goes. The other two guys are really interesting because obviously, I mean, look, those are two all-pro caliber yep. defenders you're, you're dropping in there. And like you said, you can drop those guys in for the most part and uh, sort of hit the ground running there. I mean, that, that, the, the fact that they're holding up with that secondary, uh, with that cornerbacking group, uh, you know, through these past couple of months here, uh, has just been really impressive. And, you know, if you're a Packers fan, you know all about what happened in the NFC title game the past two seasons. Uh, even if the offense didn't play great against the Bucks, the defense just melted down at, at a couple of times there and, and you know, gave up uh, just big coverage busts. So, you know, that's kind of what you worry about. And uh, it's, it's, it's going to be a lot of hand-wringing uh, out in Wisconsin because it's kind of like, you know, it's, it's like the season comes down to uh, what you do in, uh, in February at this mm-hmm. point. And, you know, is the defense going to show up this year under, under Joe Barry instead of under uh, uh, Mike Pettin? Yeah, we'll have to wait and see. Obviously, they're they're hungry to see if they can lock up that top seed in the NFC. Um, the next game on the docket, Colts Cardinals, and Cardinals dropped their last two games, coming off a, a brutal loss, physical game with the Detroit Lions, and they've also lost their last three games at home. How tough of a position are they in to have a bounce back game against the Indianapolis Colts, who have been in stride? Uh, yeah, for some reason, they've been, I mean, they've been weird at home. Even when they were playing well, they were just not playing as well at home. Uh, the issue there, I mean, they have a lot of issues, but the, the issue is with no John, DeAndre Hopkins and you have an offense that is essentially built to, uh, you know, create uh, favorable matchups for your individual superstars. It, you know, it's not so much a, uh, we're going to scheme our guys open, just give us some guys and run on time. It really is an offense that is built to accentuate guys like DeAndre Hopkins. So you take him out of the equation, and, and you know, you have the domino effect. A.J. Green's not really a number one type receiver anymore. Uh, it's just it's going to be a really tough climb for them. And if you look back, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a big-time spreadsheet dork. Uh, I, I track a lot of these things, these, these little efficiencies for NFL teams, and a lot of them, you know, like red zone efficiency and, and fourth down efficiency that just – uh, you know, they're small sample sizes. They tend to kind of uh, the teams at the extremes tend to kind of move back toward, uh, you know, the mean as, as, the, as the year goes on here. And uh, uh, the Cardinals were off the charts on so many of these, these stats that were just kind of, you know, if you were talking shorthand, it was, it was 
it was kind of luck. <laughs> they were getting every conceivable bounce over the first half of the season. It wasn't going to keep up. Uh, they were going to sort of slide back anyway, and it's just sort of all, boy, it, it's all just kind of, it's all just kind of collapsing at the wrong time for them. Talk once again to Gary Grambling from uh, the MMQB, senior editor over there uh, as part of the Sports Illustrated family. Uh, let's get to the weekend, Gary, because you know there's a lot of uncertainty, obviously, when it comes to the COVID list. And uh, Kansas City is in uh, a tricky spot without Kelsey uh, and without Tyreek Hill at this moment in time. Who knows if they're able to get off that list. They're still about an eight-and-a-half-point favorite are the Chiefs against Pittsburgh. And we know what's on the line for the Pittsburgh Steelers. They... Uh, are fighting and still alive in the AFC North from what you've seen from Pittsburgh and the likelihood that, you know, Patrick Mahomes, two top playmakers are going to be out. Do you like Pittsburgh to keep things close and maybe even win outright on Sunday in Kansas city? Uh, it's yeah. I mean, it's certainly a possibility. You just kind of wonder if this ends up being a game that they lose, uh, you know, 20 to seven or something like that. I just, Week in and week out, it's so difficult to look at the Steelers' offense and figure out how they're going to score points. Uh, you know, obviously, they, they, they want to run the ball. They don't do particularly well. Uh, ben Roethlisberger has his limitations at this point. And I kind of wondered back in September, okay, is this a team that's going to get to December, January and have something in their pocket and sort of expand something then instead of just sort of sticking with this uh, sort of quick strike heavy offense that everyone in the league is, you know, everyone knows that they do now. They're not. They're not catching anyone by surprise, and it's just it's it's just not there. So uh, you know, this is a team that basically has to create uh, turnovers, and and you know, and so yeah, you know, maybe, maybe this uh, Chiefs team that sort of had some issues executing this year, maybe they go a little bit more conservative, and and that allows the Steelers to hang around. It's just so tough to figure out how the Steelers are going to score points without stuff like uh, you know a, a pick six or a, or a strip sack that puts them. Uh, in the red zone immediately, or, or, you know, they have two blocked punt touchdowns this year. I mean, those are, those are tough things to bank on week in and week out. Running a little low here on time, Gary, but wanted to ask you if there's any underdogs this week that do kind of stand out to you. I know the, the lions have been getting some play potentially against the Falcons this week after their big win against Arizona. Any that stood out to you? You know, I, I, I kind of wonder about the, uh, uh, if there's any life left here in the Panthers, especially as the Bucks sort of mm-hmm. trying to figure out what the heck they're going to do. Uh, you know, Antonio Brown is back, but they're still you know, working things out offensively here at this point. And I always look, I, I'm always just sort of on uh, a home underdogs within the division just because teams that are familiar with each other, et cetera, et cetera. And that said, you know, Panthers have some of the similar issues that the Steelers have, but that's an intriguing matchup uh, and a team that I think might give the Bucks a little bit more of a headache uh, in this one. But, uh, boy, it's, it is tough to bank on uh, the Carolina Panthers at this time of year. That NFC South, man, so wonky. We saw it last week with the Saints, no doubt. Thank you, Gary. Yep. Appreciate it. You got it, guys. Thanks for having me. Happy holidays. That's Gary Grambling of the MMQB senior editor over there at Sports Illustrated. Really, really good insight yeah. from him on those Christmas games. And uh, plenty more. Follow the money to come. We got more lists. Um, what list are you really excited about <laughs> for this holiday I, season? I tell you what, we did Christmas songs, so we're going to do that later. That was harder than people think. I, I think that was much harder than the movies. To me, the movies kind of trailed off. At the end, the the list of of songs, man, that was tough. No doubt. It's coming up.
On a summer night in Paris, American artist Lee Krasner is drifting off to sleep when the phone rings. On the line, news that her husband, Jackson, is dead. Jackson, as in the painter Jackson Pollock. He might, to this day, be the most mythologized figure in American art. But how much of the story that we've been told about him is just that, a myth? On Death of an Artist, season two, Krasner and Pollock, the story about how the art world changed forever. And the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting. Just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife... It's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Sports Betting Network. Bet 
River Sportsbook takes football same-game parlays to a whole other level. Now you can combine same-game parlays from different games to give you even more ways to make your perfect combo. Plus, in addition to that, BetRivers has added more and more same-game parlay props for college football matchups just in time for the biggest games of the season here in bowl season December. Download the BetRivers app or go to BetRivers.com today to explore all the new ways that you can create your ideal combinations. Must be 21. Playable in New Jersey is Play Sugar House Void where Prohibited. Live from Las Vegas, Stormy Bonantoni and Tim Murray with you at our VEASAN studio here at Circus Sportsbook. Um, lots of NFL to get to, especially with uh, so many critical games with playoff implications. Uh, I wanted to dive a little bit further into that Bills-Patriots game, an AFC East rematch from just a couple weeks ago, yep. the epic wind game. Um, New England can clinch uh, the division with a win and Dolphins loss. Miami playing the Saints on Monday night. Do you think that... The Bills can get revenge in Foxborough. Yeah, I do. Uh, now I haven't played this game straight on the on the spread. We'll do what's you know uh, in our pockets later on in the show. But I think this is going to be a, a pretty closely contested game. Not going on a limb. Look at the spread there. Bills uh, just getting two on the road. But you know this is a, a very talented team. Now have they underachieved this year? Are they a paper tiger like you know Sean King alluded to? I, I tend to agree with that. Uh, but I also think you know New England. Um, you know, this is a, a conference game. They were humiliated at home. And I think this is a spot where, uh, you, you, not to look ahead lines mean everything, but you know, how much has this line shifted just in a couple of weeks? So I think Buffalo is live here. I think they're a great teaser opportunity. Look at that total, 43 and a half, very low total. Uh, so to get the, you know, the tease through three, tease through seven, uh, and to get Buffalo, whether it be eight, eight and a half, depending on you know where you're looking right now, I think Buffalo is a very, very viable teaser option uh, this week to uh, to to put out there. But yeah, I think Buffalo is live. I, I would not be surprised whatsoever, Stormy, if they pull this win out, uh, win you know, this game out outright uh, in Foxborough on Sunday. Uh, but you know, for New England to uh, to bring that division, I mean, it's crazy uh, to think about middle of the season when Buffalo was was rolling and New England was struggling I mean the the price you could have got on New England mm -hmm. to win this division is is unbelievable and now here they are one win away from taking it yeah no doubt and they had obviously a streak of seven straight wins and wins against the spread before the loss to the Colts this past week which I think everybody was pretty shocked when they went down 20 to nothing uh, they did claw back a little bit there in the fourth quarter but to make it more competitive, but it's a very surprising performance. So you know that they're going to be hungry for another competitive game in division. But the Bills five and two against the number um, as an underdog in their last seven games should be good to know. Just remind folks, Cole Beasley uh, unvaccinated. He is on the reserve COVID-19 list, so he'll be out for this game. Emmanuel Sanders was upgraded, though, to a full participant uh, in yesterday's practice. So they are could potentially get some get some life back as well. My concern with Buffalo is will they be able to continue to establish the run? We saw it happen last week for the mm -hmm. first time in what felt like forever. Yep. Do you think they can do that against New England? Uh, I think they could keep it rolling. I mean, I think the biggest thing is Josh Allen, you know, keeping uh, uh, defenses off balance and, you know, his ability uh, to to really, you know, keep the defense uh on their toes, so to speak. I, I think that is huge. And it's huge for the run game, you know, for him to uh, have that spy out there. Uh, so I, I do think they could keep it going. Um, and, you know, my biggest question is, 
you know, Mac Jones really didn't play all that well early on uh, on the road against Indianapolis. Although the fourth quarter, he stepped up and was back playing well. You know, what is his, how is he going to perform in this game? Because remember, the last time they played just a couple weeks ago, he threw three passes and completed two of them. So 19 yards through yeah, the air, baby. We will, we will see what uh, <laughs> Mac Jones can, uh, can do on Sunday. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, a couple other just injury notables for New England. Ramondre Stevenson has been dealing with a non-COVID-19 illness. He's missed practices the last couple of days. Um, Nelson Aguilar didn't practice yesterday either. Uh, still in concussion protocol and a few names on the COVID-19 reserve list, including Kendrick Bourne as of right now. Um, let's take a look at the Lions-Falcons game because we, we've been talking about it in the break a couple of times here. Lions, are, are they a live dog this week against Atlanta? Yeah, look. Plus I, six right now, I believe. Probably. Um, look, I bet the Lions, when they uh, when they had that close game against the Rams, I, I, I got fooled into betting the Lions. They were like a three-and-a-half-point dog at home against the Eagles, and they lost by 40. So... Oh, I think we all got tricked into that one, yeah, though. I, I bet the same thing, and I just was watching the screen in disbelief. Like, yeah. the Eagles aren't that good, and the Lions should not have been that bad. That was a brutal one. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't know, man. I, I, I'm, I, I think there are better ways to utilize your Christmas money from Santa Claus than betting oh. on the Falcons-Lions game. I. It would be Lions or pass for me. You know, this is a team opposite of Jacksonville where it does feel like they, they you know, they're, they're generally playing hard and they want to win games. Um, but, and, and I don't know how you're laying six with the, with the Falcons. So, yeah, I would have to go Detroit, uh, you know, Atlanta or pass. And, and look, you're seeing, you know, where we sit here at Circa, it's down to five. So, uh, you know, Circa being one of the sharper shops out there. So this is moving towards Detroit. I just get worried. Is this a trendy dog situation, Stormy? Is this a spot mm -hmm. where people, you know, what did you see lately or last? You saw the Lions uh, thump the Arizona Cardinals. Now they're catching five or six on the road against a team in Atlanta that's not very good. And you're thinking, oh, man, this is, this is an opportunity to pounce. Well, we thought that earlier this year, like I mentioned with, uh, you know, coming off that Rams game. So, uh, if you got in on Detroit last week, you know, plus the 13 or on the money line, props to you. Uh, that said, uh, I'm good. Uh, I'll I'll, uh, I'll utilize my funds and uh, other other spots. I utilized my funds on this game. Did you lay so the lumber? I did. Um, Wait, no, did you take I, the no, points? No, I took it. I took, you took the, the points. points? Okay. Yeah, I like the Lions um, plus the points in this spot, except I took it at five and a half. I didn't think it was going to go up, but the Jared Goff news and stuff like that obviously yeah. is. Um, he's on the COVID-19 list. As of right now, there's still hope that he can play. Um, Tim Boyle's there, ready, waiting in the wings if necessary. But there we go. I think it looks like Jared Goff should be poised to be able to come back. Um, hopefully his, I mean, Boyle's first career NFL start didn't exactly go particularly well, week 11, but it is all right. Pride of UConn. Pride to UConn. You, I love how you always, like, drop, you know. Well, all he transferred the to UConn. He, went, he was at he was Eastern Kentucky to UConn, I believe, or was it vice versa? I can't remember. It was one of the two. He went to both. So okay. he was a colonel and a husky. <laughs> Love it. Um, yeah, I do. I like the Lions in the spot. I just feel like they've been a good cover team. Um, but I'm hoping this isn't another one of those instances where my belief is um, poorly placed because we have seen that occasionally, like in my 49ers last night. And I know that I said that I wouldn't be bitter, but I can't help it. Because that was just blue. brutal. I still can't get over that game last night. Just keeps replaying in my head when Jimmy Garoppolo threw that interception in the end zone. He, they were driving down the field so efficiently. I was, 
I was riding on cloud nine. I'm getting all these text messages from my Titans fan friends <laughs> saying how much they hate their life. And then who ends up coming on the bad end of it? This girl. Um, Washington, Dallas, interesting matchup this week as well. Washington, another team that was hit pretty significantly with the COVID-19 issues, didn't have their quarterback or backup quarterback last week. Um, what are your thoughts on this one coming out against Cowboys? Yeah, these teams played just a couple weeks ago, Stormy, and uh, Washington lost to the Cowboys 27-20 to in a game that Dak Prescott really played poorly. Um, I look at this spot, you know, Taylor Heineke's coming back, Kyle Allen is back. Uh, they got a lot of their defensive pieces back. John Allen, Montez Sweat, uh, Matt Ioannidis. Uh, and the defense, I thought, really didn't play all that poorly against Philadelphia. Now, they got a couple fortunate breaks, right, the interception early on in that game. But I think if if Heineke or Allen is playing, and this isn't a knock on Garrett Gilbert. You know, he did as best that he could. He did fine. But yeah. if, if Heineke is in there, and I'm not saying, look, that Heineke's this you know world's greatest quarterback, but I think they're able to extend the lead a little bit more. And I, I, I think last Tuesday is a little bit different there for Washington. Now you got the quick turnaround. I think 10 and a half is just too many points. Uh, you know, these two teams, you know, it wasn't all that competitive. It was, you know, 24 to nothing and a half. The last time these two teams played at FedEx field, Heineke was awful, but I, I think Washington it's, it's a buy low opportunity on them. It's desperation mode for Washington. They have to win out. If they want any chance to make the playoffs uh, personally, I would love a loss here because that would mean the season win total under would hit for Washington, which is my favorite offseason play. Everybody was in love with Washington. <laughs> oh, you know, they won the look at all these defensive players. They're going to be great this year. Okay. Uh, but that would be nice to hit. Uh, but I think this is closer uh, than that. I, I would take the points with uh, with Washington. And you're starting to see it tick down a little bit. It's down to 10 at DraftKings. You know, with everyone starting to come back there for Washington. I think this is a spot in a division game. I think Dallas is just, there's something off there. Uh, with their offense. I think this is a spot to potentially back the dog in Washington. Yeah, and the line on that game a few weeks ago was four right. um, that, that the football team was getting. So nearly covered it, nearly came back to do it. Um, Brandon Sheriff not back off the COVID-19 list. That's something to keep an eye on. All pro guard. They sorely missed him uh, against Philadelphia. And uh, we'll have to see what happened there. And just a reminder, too, with the Titans win last night over the 49ers, Dallas has cemented their spot in the postseason. More Follow the Money coming up. We'll talk a little NBA Christmas on the other side. Former NBA uh, head coach and player Lionel Hollins will join us. You won't want to miss it. The Bet River Sport. The Bet River Sport. The Bet River Sport. You may know Jackson Pollock, the painter famous for his iconic drip paintings. But what do you know about his wife, artist Lee Krasner? On Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock, the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting, just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.